What if you could change your life by following your joy? What if this life is supposed to be easy and fun? What if you could have it all just by doing things that make you feel good? These are just some of the questions that we are asking and exploring on our manifestation journey. We are your hosts, Samantha and Michaela Pike. We are sisters and we live together with our husbands and children. We began our journey at the end of 2019 and have since massively up-leveled our lives. Our intention is to share with you what happens to us when we practice using Law of Attraction strategies. Guys, crazy shit happens. Listen in as we explore manifestation strategies, meditation, energy healing, business, parenting, money, life, and so much more. We are honest, we are real, and we are not afraid to share with you what doesn't work for us. But we are so excited to share with you what does. So much has happened over the last year that we now feel confident to share our knowledge with you to empower you on your journey. We started from square one, manifested more than we could have ever imagined, and we know there is still so much more to come. Learn and grow with us. We would be honored to have you on our manifestation journey. Hello, and welcome back to our manifestation journey. We are your hosts. My name is Michaela. My name is Sam. And we have a very exciting episode today because we got to interview somebody that I have been following for a while on Instagram. And I, I, don't, I don't know, I really fangirled out at the beginning of this. <laughs> um, it was, it's a little embarrassing. Um, but no, this is such, I mean, the word juicy, I feel like is overused in this world but this is a really juicy episode yeah uh we get into some serious stuff um so our guest is her name is victoria richmond uh so she is a feminine embodiment guide and womb and hormone healer and an inner child and shadow alchemist she this is from her website Uh, She has a deeply rooted passion for working with women to guide them back to their power and passion from their inner source of love, pleasure, and emotional, spiritual, and physical health beyond the veil of fear, shame, and limiting childhood conditioning. She believes in supporting you and shedding the subconscious limiting beliefs that you keep living the authentic, abundant, and sovereign life you so desire. Mm. So we talked for a long time with her. Mm-hmm. Like We couldn't I, stop talking. It was difficult to turn it off. In fact, this will be part one, mm-hmm. and we're going to do a part two in a couple of weeks. Um, but we, we went there. Yeah. Dad, <laughs> we know you're listening because you listen to every single episode. Mm-hmm. Um, You've been warned. Prepare yourself. Just, or, or just skip this one. If what you want he's to. not going to he's no. not he's going to be curious and like you know that's fair yeah and just, you should listen he's been warned he's not he's been warned but he's been warned yeah it gets he's going to laugh it he's gets not, he's not he's a doctor like he's not like <laughs> it just he's gets, seen things it gets graphic and it gets personal yeah but it's not like we're not gross no we're never weird. gross we're not gross and daughters weird. like i know anyway. we get intimate we get intimate You've been warned. And I shared something (laughs) on this episode that Sam hasn't even heard. 
Yeah. Like, I just felt in the moment super vulnerable and I mm-hmm. just shared. I overshared is maybe not the right word, but I just, I opened up and yeah. I, I just said some things. So, <laughs> so did I, you're yeah. all going to find something out about me. That's, uh, <laughs> They're, they got it. You guys, you just got to keep listening. Like this is it's a really, really fun episode. Victoria was so fun to talk to and she's very informative, um, a very gentle, like mm-hmm. open soul. Um, and I, I'm really looking forward to talking to her again about all of these things. Um, basically everything related to sensuality and the divine feminine energy mm-hmm. and it is just it is just really really fun um so yeah uh get into it <laughs> um i will say um this is the the second interview that we've ever done and we did it over zoom so there will be some potential zoom lag so just be patient there but otherwise it was a pretty seamless pretty seamless interview and we really really enjoyed it and we can't wait to have victoria on the podcast again so um yeah without further ado here (laughs) is our interview with victoria richmond enjoy are we recording we're recording okay hello and welcome back to our manifestation journey i'm mickey slash michaela and i'm sam and that's sam um, and we have a very special guest with us today. And I, if I could kiss this microphone, I mean, I'll, I'm just going to do it anyway. I'm so excited <laughs> for this episode. Um, we are interviewing, I don't even know if I'm going to pronounce your name, your last name correctly, but Victoria Whitley. Is that right? Yeah, that's actually my middle name. That's oh. like, yeah, that's just my Instagram name, but my last name is Richmond. And I so need Victoria that. Richmond. Website. So I am, we are, I don't, um, this is sounds so bad. This is our second interview ever. <laughs> I don't we're doing great. Time. I don't know what you're talking about. We're awesome. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we are interviewing Victoria Richmond today about so many just oh, like juicy, delicious, rich topics. I have pages of notes here. Um, I am going to sound optimistic in saying this is going to take an hour. I think it's going to be longer. There's probably going to be a part two because I just have so many questions and I am beyond grateful to have you here, Victoria. Thank you so much. Oh, it's an honor to be here. I'm so excited. It's going to be so fun. So (laughs) the most fun. Sam, are you, are you going to be okay? I'm fine now. Sorry, just before we started <laughs> recording, it's very interesting to me. And perfectly timed. It's perfectly timed. Like, am I surprised? No. But I am on day two of my cycle, and Victoria just happens to be the person you would go to to talk about anything related to your cycle. And I am literally experiencing like the most intense cramps. I'm like sitting over in this corner drinking water. Like I'm like, I'm like hi, welcome back to our manifestation journey. And, then and I know. Sam's just cramping in the corner. And like. I know, cause I, I, okay. Like I have read some of the content that you've shared on your Instagram account and you'd be like, what are you doing here, woman? Go. <laughs> I was just thinking, I was like, wow, I could never do that. I could never. Why are you participating in this? Like, get away. I mean, like you could, like I could, but I would just prefer not, not to. So like I, all the power to you, girl, like mm-hmm. 
I'm, I'm just amazed in awe of you. I'm, just, I'm fine. <laughs> You're such a trooper. Oh yeah, dude. I, I am fine. You are fine. But this is the thing. I feel like I can just express how I feel. And like, that, in that the moment. takes like, a lot I of have, all the pressure off. Yeah, like I have the freedom to be like, excuse me a second. And like, I can go scream if I want to. Yeah, right. You can just cramp. No one's going to judge me nope. here. I don't care. We are accepting of cramping <laughs> during, wow, this is like legit. This is legit, real authentic Well, we, this is one thing that we always say about our podcast is that we are very authentic. So like yes. you'll hear dogs in the background, you'll hear babies in the background, you'll yep. hear whatever in the background. You're also going to hear me cramping. <laughs> Okay. So I do, I do want to start with something that, um, well, okay. There's actually a question I want to start with first, which is, did, were you in the epically aligned group with, um, uh, Catherine's and Kina? Is that something that you were? I was not, I do follow her, but I was not in that group. Okay. Cause I'm like, I don't know how I found you. I don't remember how it happened, but I started following you and I thought maybe it was from her group, but Maybe that's how, maybe you liked something or commented. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. I'm so glad I did because everything that you post, I'm like, preach. Like, I'm just, I love it, right? Like, I gobble it up and I like tag Sam and everything. And I'm like, I'm obsessed. Anyway, you posted something recently and I really want to read an excerpt of it, if that's okay. Sure. And then yeah. I'll let you kind of take some reins here. Yeah. So, okay. Oh, I just love this so much. Um. So the picture is of you on your bed in this beautiful, like white negligee thing. <laughs> and it says, I rarely post photos of myself on my feed because I feel my work is about the healing and the medicine I provide, not about me, not my ego, but I want to share this scene with you. I wake up without an alarm every morning. My body melts into the sheets I adore. A smile sneaks out of my lips as my beloved caresses my skin. I know today is filled with me doing exactly what I came to this planet to do and doing whatever my heart desires. I let my intuition take me into the morning, into my morning ritual an embodied feminine practice. I dance in my home knowing I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. Sunbathing, luxuriating in baths, self-pleasure and laying womb to earth in nature are all a part of my quote in quotations business. I get paid to be myself. I get paid to anchor in the healing of the collective feminine. I get paid to heal women. I express my truth fully and unapologetically. My abundant bank account reminds me that I don't have to do anything I don't want to ever. (laughs) Preach. Uh, I'm turned on by the life I've created, intimately connected to the goddess. This used to be a distant dream of mine. Now it's my reality. Oh, no, I'm going to keep going. I'm like, I could stop. No, I'm going to keep going. May this serve as a sacred reminder that you can create your own reality. You are more powerful than you can ever imagine. Freedom is your birthright. Pleasure is your birthright. Ease is your birthright. Abundance is your birthright. Quantum leap into the feeling of its arrival. There's more to this post, but like, oh, I was like, (laughs) oh my God, like there's so much truth in that. And I just, I was blown away by it. And I will be honest and say that I relate to a lot of this as our current reality. Like we both are with our dream partners and we are living our dream lives. There are some things, of course, that we're trying to grow and work towards, but 
we just, this is, this is everything. Like, this is like everything that we are trying to embody in this podcast and hopefully inspire others to feel the same way. So I just want to know more from you. I feel like we've been monopolizing the mic right now. So I'm like, I just want to hear like your thoughts on this post, how you're feeling, how you feel about it now. Is this every day for you? Like, just talk to me about it. Uh, It's so interesting hearing my words spoken aloud because I hear them in my head when I write them or reread them, but it's so different to hear the vibration, like the sound of those words and the energy imbued within them. Um, Yeah, that is my reality. And it didn't used to be that way. And it did used to be a distant dream of mine in college. I was like, this is exactly the life I want to have. And it took a couple of years, you know, I took a couple of detours along the way, but I eventually got there after I removed some major blockages. But even hearing like every month of my cycle, I come out a completely different person after my womb cave, I like to call it which is where I just take like seven days off of my work, quote unquote, because it's not really work. I love it. Um, and just go deep within and take that time offline, off work. Don't do anything that's not self-care, essentially. I'm still there for my clients, but no like sessions, nothing I don't want to do or um, nothing scheduled. And I am just in my true feminine essence, doing all those things I mentioned in that post um, to the extreme and to the maximum. But um, so hearing my use of the word goddess, I came out this last womb cave with just like totally rebirth, totally renewed, um, especially spiritually. And so I've even changed my rhetoric around my belief system. Um, And so if I were to go back, I would edit that and just say source instead of goddess. Um, And I just wrote a new womb cave post coming back online a couple days ago. And I said that um, source, Yeshua, Mary Magdalene, all of that. Um, Because during that week of the month, you're a direct channel for just even just creative ideas, much less this connection to the divine and whatever you believe in. Um, And that's for like specific biochemical reasons and purposes. Um, So yeah, I love my life, (laughs) but it's taken work. It's taken like effort. Um, It's taken healing Mm -hmm. um, and there's always more layers to the onion. There's always more levels. And I'm very much understanding that whole parable of, you know, you have, it's like different problems, more vibrational, more high vibrational problems. Um, But you still have these things that come up, you know, but it's just like next level, like even within my business, um, even with my clients. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. They just take different form and it's like more pleasurable problems (laughs) to problem solve. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's so beautiful. Um, Beautiful answer. Um, So I want to talk a little bit about your childhood because you do mention it on your website. Um, I'm quoting you here. 
uh, as young as six, I realized the potency of this energy to awaken to my own power. So I was hoping you could talk a little bit more about that, about your upbringing and um, kind of what led you to where you are, because I believe where you are is miles ahead of most people that I know um, in terms of your understanding of us as humans, as us, as like what our purpose is here on the earth. And like you, when you're in this world and you're like surrounded by the Instagram world of it, it feels like everyone knows, but like, like my, my actual community, I feel like knows nothing about this stuff. So um, I would just want to know how you, you know, particularly where you came from to where you are now, like what sort of transpired and what led you to this work yeah for sure it's so funny you asked this because um I really like to understand why people are the way they are and what their childhoods were like um to explain how they're here now and why they chose certain things and my childhood has actually come up a lot in the past couple of days especially spiritually um, it's been a topic of conversation with clients and with my partner. Um, and I kind of mentioned that in terms of my rhetoric about talking about spirit. So essentially, um, I was born in California, uh, went back and forth between California and here in Oklahoma. So I spent about nine years total in California, Southern California, to be exact, and um, grew up half Jehovah's Witness half agnostic my dad was agnostic mother and her whole family were and are Jehovah's witnesses um and from a very young age I just intuitively knew something didn't sit right with me and I would just ask way too deep of questions that no one could answer <laughs> spiritually in that specific community um and so it was so funny I would go to church like three times a week um, I was that little girl like knocking door to door, being made to knock door to door and preach the good news. Um, and then I'd go home and read like Richard Dawkins, like an atheist that my dad gave me a book of. Um, so I got kind of that natural balance, uh, interestingly. So yeah, I was just innately very curious and loved to ask questions. And eventually that channeled into me being a journalist for a couple of years um because I got paid to ask questions and I still do in a different way <laughs> with my clients but you know I was always reading as well like I was just such a voracious reader and I still am today and that is where the majority of my wisdom has come from besides life experience and I went to college and all of that um, and studied in depth but most of my knowledge and wisdom has come from life and books and other people's knowledge and wisdom that I've um, taken in and implemented into my own life. So yeah, grew up very spiritually repressed, I would say, in my opinion. And, you know, this is not to like knock on Joe's witnesses, like they're very kind, loving people. But the way they go about things and their views on the world do not resonate with me. And they never have, even when I was like three years old. So being in such an extreme religious setting made me swing completely to the opposite side of the pendulum to find that natural balance. And for me, that looked like being atheist for a couple of years <laughs> and going down that whole rabbit hole. 
um, which served a purpose. Uh, and then I eventually transitioned into yoga and I found yoga. And through that, I found true spirituality, in my opinion, which was this concept that spirit source God is not separate from you. There's no hierarchy that that energy, that source is within everything all around you and within you as well. And that was just revolutionary. Like I remember I was reading Eat, Pray, Love, and that book was what introduced me to that whole concept. I was on a plane from California to Oklahoma. And I just had this like huge spiritual awakening, eye-opening situation, like in an airplane <laughs> cramped, like a little sardine. And I was like, wow, what is life now? <laughs> and so I started teaching yoga. I taught that for like six years. And that was a huge stepping stone. I learned a lot through that phase of my journey. Um, how to interact with people, how to lead people, like how to lead 40 people at once and orchestrate everyone's breath at the exact same time. Um, I also forgot to mention, I also played cello for like six years. Or not six years, I'm sorry, 10 years. So wow. I was a cellist uh, in various symphonies too. Um, I was a journalist for a while too, like I mentioned, writing for various like local publications on social justice issues. Um, and so it's been a journey, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, I taught yoga throughout college and that's how I made money. I also started health coaching in college because I was studying nutrition, endocrinology and psychology in college. So I was helping people through my yoga teaching as well, meet these health goals, like heal type two diabetes, get off their insulin or heal heart disease, things like that. And we would meet those goals and it would eventually turn into talk therapy. So I was like, dude, I should just cut to the chase. So I really started going hard into psychology and counseling. Um, and that was my primary focus outside of endocrinology and hormones. And that's where the womb wisdom started coming in. But I approached the womb wisdom initially from a very masculine, heady, logical, tangible proof place. Mm -hmm. Um, versus where I am now, which is a balance of that masculine and feminine. So um, yeah, I just cut to the chase and was like, I should just start doing and healing the root cause issue of people's physical ailments, which is always emotional mm -hmm. and, um, and or spiritual and normally has to do with repressed emotions mm -hmm. and or trauma. And I believe trauma is a spectrum. It doesn't necessarily have to be extreme. Like you were sexually abused as a child. It could just mean someone told you you weren't creative or they didn't like your painting when you were six. So you've repressed that side of yourself and you don't think you're creative at all. So thereby you repress that feminine aspect of yourself and only be in the masculine realm. So there's so many nuances to it, but um, yeah. That is my journey in a nutshell. I hope that was thorough that enough. That was amazing. That was amazing. I loved it. Um, wow. That's so interesting. So you call yourself like a medicine woman? Is, mm -hmm. that, is that your official title? Is that what you go by? Yes. I officially changed that. I think at, at the new year this year, because I feel like words in and of themselves are very limiting. Mm. Um, and I feel like what I actually provide is medicine. 
Mm. Um, and if you look at what I actually do in a session, it's very shamanistic in a way. Um, it's very much body-based as well, because there's only so much talking you can do to heal. Right. And, um, emotion is energy in motion. It is in your body. So, um, but I don't necessarily resonate with the word shaman either. (laughs) Um, even though that's part of my ethnicity and culture and, and background. Um, but medicine woman just seemed to evoke what I am and what I actually provide for people. And then, you know, getting into technical, like trauma, shadow, inner child alchemist, Mm -hmm. womb healer, pleasure Mm -hmm. and feminine embodiment guide. Um, So I just love that. And I, you know, I love women who run with the wolves and Mm -hmm. um, Clarissa Estes, if you've ever read that book. It's it's coming up. I'm like, it's this book keeps people keep dropping it around. Mm -hmm. Like, I need to read this book. Like we need to order it. I haven't heard of it. Yes, you have. I have? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You've done it. Karina was reading it. <laughs> wow. What was it called? Women Who Run With Wolves. Oh, I haven't <laughs> heard of it. Well, we definitely have to order it now. <laughs> she is amazing. You definitely have to order it. It's yeah. like the feminine Bible in a way. Like she, and I kind of mentioned this at the beginning when we were just talking before we were recording, but she is very much about how stories can heal and I'm all about that, especially, you know, we, we talk a lot about history written by men and for men, but not her story. And those are stories that we're telling. And so there's this whole other half of history that is just totally disregarded. So she digs into that, but she comes from it from a very Jungian Mm -hmm. um, archetypal psychology lens as well. And it's just, it's so healing. Like, it's just one of those books. that's so potent. You would definitely vibe with it. Sounds good put it yeah. on our list yes um okay let me just see here okay so holy moly I don't even know I just I have so many notes here <laughs> okay um so I mean we've talked about this a little bit because we um I'm talking I'm going on to the topic of menstruation um womanstration um so uh we we uh, purchased the book period power. And so one of our episodes talks about, I'm sure you've heard of it or read it by Macy Hill. Um, it's a good one. She's got a podcast out too, that like, I highly recommend for people if they're not in tune with their cycle at all, like she just breaks it all down and it's like, awesome. Um, so one of your quotes is you are a different woman every day of your cycle. I love that. And I was hoping you could kind of elaborate a bit on that for listeners. Yeah. Um, so biochemically, you are a completely different woman every day of your cycle. Like if you look at it scientifically, there's a totally different hormonal makeup and signature every day of your cycle. It fluctuates. And to me, that knowledge gives women a permission slip to be in their feminine, which part of the feminine essence is this constant flux and change and ebb and flow Um, and when half of the day you're super joyful, the other half you're like irritated or moving through something emotionally. Um, and, but, you know, as a whole, there are energetic 
physical and emotional themes for each week of your cycle. But as a general rule, you are different every day of your cycle. And that's amazing. Like you can embody all these different archetypes throughout your cycle, all these different gifts, all these different energies um, that we're predisposed to, that our bodies are predisposed to. And it's a gift because men don't necessarily get that with their, their hormonal cycle, which is 24 hours versus our like 28 day-ish cycle. So yeah, we've talked about that before, for sure. If you understand where you're at in your cycle, it's so much easier to give yourself a bit more grace if you're feeling a certain way, because you understand why you're feeling that way instead of being so hard on yourself um, for being angry. Like there's mornings where I just wake up angry. Like, you know, like it's funny that, you know, one part of your post that I read where your beloved reaches over and is like, good morning and like lovely. My husband, he's wonderful and like did that the one morning. And I was like, I'm sleeping. Like, which is so. Why are you bothering? <laughs> like, yes. Oh, good morning. I love it. Like, so lovely. And I'm like, ugh, don't touch me. Like, it's, yes. like, you know, and I'm hard on myself because I'm like, why am I being such a raving, awful person right now? Um, yes. And then I, you know, I looked it up and like Google, I'm like, what day am I sickle? And I look it up and I'm like, oh yeah okay like take a breath it's okay and it just on on for me puts you in a better mood almost quickly because you're like okay I don't have to be hard on myself for already feeling off today um yeah yeah. it just kind of adds insult to injury and and adds fuel to that fire that's already existing so yeah yeah it's just like resistance to that emotion causes more of that emotion too And I love anger when it pops up in your cycle because it's anger as an emotion in general is such a beautiful alchemical emotion. Like it is, if you look at it on body scans, it's a very warm, heating, fiery type of emotion to burn and shed Mm. whatever needs to be burned um, and let go of. And so whenever I feel anger and I have clients who feel anger, I'm like, what is this trying to show you? Because emotions are just messengers. It's like data that you can collect. And more often than not with anger, I see it's either a boundary is being crossed or disrespected. And that's why you feel anger or a boundary needs to be put in place that is not already there, you know? So like maybe that morning when you woke up, you needed just like more alone time. Like you didn't want anyone to touch you. You know, you just wanted to just be alone be more introspective and in solitude. So that would be a boundary that you would set. So I love anger. It's such a like underrated and demonized emotion. I feel you on this. Like I, Sam loves she likes it when people vent like she's like, I do. I like like the energy. I do. I love that because it's um it's very liberating for the person who's doing it right and i can see that i can see the 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 relief they are they're feeling as they are venting right and i've given them space to do it and they're like you're really okay with me just like word vomiting all over you i'm like yeah like i'm a little bit like teflon when it comes to other people um not all the time but like if somebody is like can i just vent with you I'm like sure like it it doesn't penetrate me as strongly um but I am an advocate for every emotion because it's like if we can't cherry pick them 
and they are here for a reason. And like, I, I'm not one to celebrate one over the other. I believe that as humans who have all these, you know, millions of expressions, I don't think that it's fair that we, we select ones that we like and ones that we don't like. Like, I love, I love all the emotions that we have. I love anger too. Yes, they all serve a purpose. Yeah. And like I said, they're all trying to communicate something to you, you know, um, especially the more negative, like low vibrational ones, like anger, grief, guilt, shame. Um, they're trying to tell you something is off and you, there needs to be some kind of correction or healing or a need that needs to be met. Um, and I think a lot of people in my industry and realm like to gloss over the mm -hmm. darkness mm -hmm. of those emotions. I uh, don't just only be love and light right. and right. you can't do that. Like you have to have the light and the dark mm -hmm. or else you're completely imbalanced. Mm -hmm. um, and so much healing is in that darkness is in, that's why I do so much shadow work and trauma work mm -hmm. um, because you can't feel joy fully. You can't fulfill your soul's purpose fully if you don't address these huge major blockages um, like shame, like guilt. Um, it's just like not possible <laughs> that I've seen long-term sustainably, you know? Right. Exactly. And that honestly leads me into my next sort of question for, cause you sort of dropped these terms now a couple of times, like inner child, these are different parts of your website too, that again, I like dove into yesterday. <laughs> um, it was like every page I was like, Oh my God, I was like printing them. I'm like, this is <laughs> so the there's you you touched on them like the things that you specialize in so it's the the shadow work um inner child and then the womb healing so i wondered if you could just sort of explain what you mean by those terms and um how you help people with those those three things because i think I, they're really important also weren't uh pleasure wasn't pleasure included in that too? well the womb healing i think is part of that that's what i meant is by that, that right but but pleasure. Yeah. Pleasure. And then feminine embodiment. Yeah. Yeah. So is there like five things? Yeah. So there's six. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> never counted them before. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I do all of them, not just willy nilly. Um, they're, it's very intentional because they all overlap and are interconnected. And, um, so in order to have pleasure, in order to heal and embody your feminine and your masculine energy, in order to heal your womb, like you have to address your shadow self. Yeah. So have to address your inner child. You have to address your trauma. Um, and so I always start there with clients if they're up for it is the deep, dark, dense stuff that they don't want to address. Um, and then transition into the lighter, fluffier, like feminine embodiment, breast massage, like de-armoring your vagina, like <laughs> um, that are slightly more high vibrational. So when I talk about inner child, I'm talking about your psyche from ages zero to 16, but mostly those first eight to 10 years of your life. Um, because at that point in our lives, we're very, we're just like sponges and our, we're only in our subconscious mind. Our conscious mind hasn't fully developed yet, um, the frontal lobe. So we absorb everything, spoken, felt, seen, all mm -hmm. of our senses, good and bad. And so we take on a lot of programs 
and or trauma specifically, again, trauma is a spectrum, keeping that in mind. Um, and so healing those pivotal years and specifically what needs were not met. So maybe you weren't given a lot of physical affection and it was only verbal. And so there's this blockage with touch. I'm receiving touch. So there's so much that goes into that. Um, but also the shadow work. When I talk about shadow, I'm talking about your shadow self. It's again, part of your subconscious, very deep, very hidden. Um, but there are aspects of yourself that you do not like and have repressed for specific reasons, normally for survival. So say when you were, like I said, six and um, you saw someone on TV, a woman being sensual, not even having sex, just sensual. And your mom said, oh, she's bad. She's a slut. Like you're going to repress that natural sensuality, like even just food you know that's a sense that's part of your sensuality um, pleasure in general so you repress that that's your shadow so when you see that in another woman it triggers you you're like I really cannot stand her but what you're seeing is that part of yourself that you do not like or that you haven't embodied for a specific reason so I heal that and also, like I said, trauma and trauma is a spectrum, but um, trauma takes us out of our body and into our heads. And so we're not able to feel senses or pleasure to its fullest extent. Um, so I deal a lot with sexual trauma of all like ages, like uh, even when someone was like two years old um, to maybe like someone was sexually assaulted um, or they've had an abortion or a miscarriage and that's traumatic. So things like that, but it doesn't have to be as extreme. Like I mentioned as that either. So, and then, you know, once those are healed, all those aspects of yourself, inner child, shadow, any trauma you may or may not have, then you can progress into really embodying your feminine energy. Mm -hmm. And we all have feminine and masculine, but I do mostly feminine because I see this huge imbalance collectively in the world in general between the masculine and the feminine. And you can even just look at our history and see that imbalance. So and I used to be a woman who was very disconnected from my feminine. I'm naturally very masculine, very heady, very logical. If I can't see it and prove it, it doesn't exist. I used to be that person um, and have slowly healed that. I'm much more softer, more sensual, more in tune with my body. Um, and so I do a lot of that. And then the pleasure, um, which is multifaceted and definitely has to do with your feminine energy um, and receiving pleasure from yourself or other people, whether that's just even indulging in the food you eat, how strict you are. Um, I spoke about orthorexia the other day in terms of food and someone got so mad. They're like, you're demonizing healthy eating. And I was like, no, I'm just saying like, you can be overly rigid to where it's unhealthy, just like anorexia or bulimia. Right. Um, so, but looking at even just the food, 
um, whether or not you can indulge in a bath and receive a bath from yourself. <laughs> um, so there's that. And then um, womb healing, all interconnected. So healing the physical manifestations of womb disease, which can look like even just PMS, which is not normal. It's very common, but not normal. Mm -hmm. um, period pain, <laughs> um, PCOS, endometriosis, all that stuff. Um, and then the emotional sides of womb. Um, and a lot of the, the womb disease I see has to do with feminine energy um, and this imbalance and also trauma that's stored in the womb, emotions that are stored in our womb because we store emotions in our body if they are not felt in the moment and alchemized and transmuted. So for most women, the womb and the pelvic area is where they store that, that type of emotion. Um, so it's all interconnected. Mm. Like it's very hard to heal womb issues without dealing with feminine energy imbalances. It's really hard to embody your feminine without dealing with pleasure. It's like mm -hmm. hard to do anything if you have repressed shadow aspects, you know, right. like you're going to be blocked. So that's why I do all these different things. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's like one just ultimately leads to all five others, right? Like, it's like, you're just gonna, they're all going to overlap anyway. Um, yes. yeah, that's fascinating. And yeah, like it's just the way that you word things. Like you, I have a quote here for about pleasure. Uh, pleasure is not just confined to the bedroom, but an orgasmic state of flowing freely every minute of the day, feeling your life with abundance, joy, creativity, and passion. Mm. Right. And that is like, it's so true. Like I'm learning more and more about this, learning more about sexuality in general. Um, there was a post that you did about being entered before you're ready. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought that that was like the way you describe it. It's like, it's not just, you're not just talking about sexual assault. You're talking about being in a relationship with someone and just being entered before you're ready. And I think it's not something that I had necessarily really thought about. I was like, oh, you know, like, it's just like, you're in the moment, da, 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 da. but then I read this thing and I was like, oh my God, this is this is like revolutionary stuff right here. Like it's not something that is talked about, right? Like people don't talk about this, particularly women. Um, no. Our sexuality is so repressed and the only sort of exposure to it is like porn, which like, ugh, it's like so the exact opposite, right? Of like what, what women need and what they deserve. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I'm just asking you to talk a little bit more about your perspective with sexual health. Um, bringing this, it's so funny. I'm like suddenly aware that my dad listens to this episode. <laughs> your dad's like our biggest fan. So sorry, dad. Part of the episode. That's okay. <laughs> that, like from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Like knowing that dad listens to this. Yeah. This podcast. Lucky so you, dad. Like, we're talking about pleasure and being entered before we're ready. <laughs> Like you can skip over it if he wants to. <laughs> uh, yeah, what did you mean? Like, if you want to talk about that post even specifically, I'm, I'd love to hear yeah, more about that idea. That's such a big topic. And yeah. women's sexual health is such, a, in my opinion, an actual epidemic and has been for thousands of years at this point. Um, and I like to say your power lies in the taboo realms. Mm. Uh, your womb, your womb blood 
the fact mm. that you can create life from your womb, your connection to your womb, and um, yeah, your sexuality, because it's your sensuality and your sexuality is energy. Just like I mentioned, emotions are energy and motion. So is your sexual feelings, sensuality. So it's this life force energy that you can use in specific intentional ways. Um, but, you know, regarding that post, it doesn't just have to be sexual assault. It can just be you in a sexual situation with your partner. And for one reason or another, you feel rushed whether that's mm -hmm. you putting that rush on yourself and that anxiety right. or it's them initiating that. And when you think about it, women have been having sex without orgasms, having their needs not met for thousands of years and being entered before they're ready for thousands of years. Yeah. And even within, if you just look at each of our own lineages on the matrilineal side of our mothers and grandmothers and great, great grandmothers, like that is the paradigm and has been the paradigm um, and men just aren't trained or know how to please us um, outside of nowadays now porn which mm -hmm. a lot of the representation is not accurate and it's not helpful mm -hmm. um, and so there also isn't the, these mechanisms for men either to learn how to revere women and please women um, and we are just set up differently than men. Like you cannot get around that, <laughs> but it's for specific reasons. And so if you don't understand your own body, um, it's hard to communicate that to your partner um, right. and have them please you if you don't even know what pleases you yourself. Right. So I'm all about healing matrilineal trauma, uh, mm. the feminine side specifically as it pertains to sex. And I, I just wrote about this the other day on Instagram, but um, you, every time you heal, you're like healing seven generations behind you and seven generations that come after you. Mm -hmm. And I said that like thousands upon thousands of women, millions of women have not suffered and died having shitty lives, honestly for us to not embody our power right now, right. for us to not enjoy sex, for us to not um, be sensual or be leaders mm. in whatever capacity we want to be leaders. Um, and I quoted and like referenced um, the witch trials and how most of those witches, quote unquote, were actually just midwives or herbalists or just single women in those days, which was like not a thing. Mm. Um, and so I'm just like, thousands of women didn't fulfill their potential for me to just keep doing the same thing, right. you know? Um, and that is what I call like a chain breaker. And that's essentially what I'm doing with my clients is breaking these generational chains, yeah. these generational programs, ways of being that do not work and are not serving. And there's a difference between surviving and thriving mm -hmm. and as a collective, we've been operating in this survival mentality mm -hmm. for thousands of years, and we do not need to do that anymore. Like right. we can shift and change. And a part of that is healing all these different facets of ourselves and our, our lineages. Get comfy, get present. Take a deep breath, inhale. Exhale. 
Your bed is so cozy. Outside, it is misty, and you hear rain tapping lightly on the windows. You get up, put on your comfiest robe, wash your face, and go downstairs to the kitchen. You put on a Nora Jones record and hear the crackle as you watch the record spin. You open your fridge and grab your favorite oat milk. Froth it up with your new frother and add the most delicious latte blend to your favorite mug. It's smooth, it's comforting, and you can't believe how good it tastes. This is my morning. I may have left out the noisy babies and life's impending stressors, but you get the picture. This magical blend is called the Coconut Matcha Latte Blend from Mood Milk, and I look forward to it every morning. It is honestly so delicious that I say how amazing it is out loud when I drink it. And this is only one of the four amazing latte blends that have been expertly curated with their own superfoods and botanicals to nourish you. My favorite one features energizing matcha, brain-boosting lion's mane mushroom, and nutrient-rich moringa. They also have a pretty pink beet chai latte that supports your mood and energy levels, a golden latte with turmeric that supports your immune system and reduces inflammation, and a light blue spiced vanilla latte that helps to relax your mind and melt away stress. I have tried them all, and let me tell you, they are all fantastic. And get this, I've done the math and you can enjoy these magical lattes for as little as 70 cents a cup. Like how? Mood Milk's mission is to reconnect women to themselves so that they can learn to listen to their bodies and honor their needs and desires. If that's not something you can get behind, then you might not be listening to the right podcast. I honestly can't say enough about this company and their products. I love them, and I know you will too. So much, in fact, that our manifestation journey has teamed up with Mood Milk to give you 10% off your first order. Just enter the code OMJ for our manifestation journey and receive a 10% discount on this magical and delicious cup of yumminess. Visit www.mymoodmilk.com today and order the blend that speaks to you. And make sure to reach out when you do. I can't wait to hear that you love it as much as I do. You can find the link to mymoodmilk.com in the show notes. Now go on. Get in the mood. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's why I focus so much on female pleasure. And I don't even, um, I'm very much different than a lot of people in my industry in that I don't post a lot of sexy pictures of myself <laughs> or like naked pictures of myself. Yeah. Um, and that's for a very intentional purposes because I want to teach women like you can embody your sexuality, you can embody your sensuality with intentionality mm. and sacredness. Um, like the reason I don't post pictures like that is because my body is like for me mm. yeah. <laughs> and it's sacred and it's also for my partner too. Mm. Um, I'll post pictures of other women who have chosen to be scantily clad <laughs> for yeah. specific purposes. Um but there's just a way to do it. And I'm very much, I just watched a documentary by Audrey Hepburn or about Audrey Hepburn mm-hmm. and how different she was than Marilyn Monroe and anyone else of her time. Um, she just embodied class, you know? And so that's kind of how I 
approach mm-hmm. my sexuality work <laughs> on the yeah, online and the online realm. So. And that's good. I find that for me personally, I really identify with that as well. And I, it's much more approachable for someone like me. Like I'm just, that makes me more curious. And um, I think I actually Googled this this morning because um, I saw a stat once and it was like staggering to me, like the amount of women who've never had an orgasm. Yeah. Like, like depressing. Right? It's crazy. <laughs> but the number that I looked up this morning, it was like multiple. I looked at multiple different sources, multiple articles, but basically it was between 50 and 70%. 50 and 70% of women either aren't happy with their sex life or just don't orgasm or like, it's just like not, they could be happier basically. (laughs) Um, And I think a huge part of it is that it's not, not a part of the conversation. It's not something that mothers talked about to their daughters with, or, you know, and like, there's this one, I don't know if it was a post or a podcast or something, but it was somebody, one of the group of friends, it was like a group of women. And one of them said like, I've never had an orgasm. And they said it to just their friend and their friend said, oh my God, me neither. And it's like, oh, (laughs) like how many groups of women are there out there that are just, you know, they're just not, they're not fulfilling this part of themselves. And the more that I dig deeper into the spiritual world, the more I'm realizing how important sexual energy is and not just your sex life, but like your whole life, like your, your quote about pleasure, just being like, you know, it's state of flowing freely every minute of the day, feeling your life with abundance, joy, creativity, passion, Mm -hmm. like that, that is what it's about, right? Like, yeah. And that's the sensuality, right? Not the sexuality, right? Yes. And that is like, I just posted about this today because I posted a sacred sexual manifestation ritual to do with your partner. I saw that. And yeah, in the comment or in the caption, I very much stipulated, like, you don't always have to act on your sexual urges. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you can channel that energy Mm -hmm. into a creative project or into like, you can't, if you're not creating a baby, the whole purpose is to create and reproduce another human. Mm -hmm. If that's not your intention when you're having sex, then what are you creating with that energy you're exchanging and Mm -hmm. coalescing Mm -hmm. and you can channel that into different intentions and goals but even outside of sex it's this life force energy that you can use to create a child or infuse your life with this orgasmic energy where everything Mm -hmm. feels sensual everything feels blissful um, and you can access that in different ways, maybe self-pleasure, maybe breast massage, maybe just taking a bath and luxuriating with flowers in the bathtub, dancing. Um, so it's accessing that sensuality and that's the difference is yeah. um, sexuality is in the bedroom and sensuality is outside the bedroom, you could say, but um yeah, it's just being intentional with that energy. And it's amazing that so many women have not had orgasm. I remember the first time this became a thing to me because I've always been very sexual. I think I, okay, I'll tell this story. I don't think I've told it on a podcast ever. I might've mentioned it in my bio on my website briefly, but when I was like four or something around that age, I found a back massager and I was just putting on different parts of my body and I put it down there 
and I was like whoa what (laughs) is this this is next level shit so (laughs) I kept doing it and I had an orgasm I was like what and eventually my mother caught me and again remember she's a Jehovah's Witness Mm -hmm. and they really tout and drive home that masturbation is a sin and it's bad right so I she tried to shame me for it it didn't work found different ways <laughs> uh, to access that energy anyways with yeah. myself and so it was it stayed with me and only with me for years yeah um and so I was just always imbued with that energy and it gave me a sense of power and a sense of because it is power it's an energy you can use in specific ways so when I found out one of my close friends in college, she had never had orgasm and yet she'd slept with like over 40 men. And I was like, so you're having all this sex. What are you getting out of the situation? It was just amazing to me. And she was my age from, she was a couple years younger than me from my generation. And I was like, if this is happening in my generation, it's just mind blowing. And so I started to take that transition in my business a couple months ago um, because sensuality and sexuality is something that is just so embodied in me and so natural and has been a part of my life ever since I was itty bitty (laughs) in a healthy way. Thank goodness. Yeah. Um, And so I realized the power of it and how many women are lacking and Mm. what a key it is to empowerment as a woman. Mm. Um, And so it doesn't mean you have to go, sleep around with a thousand men to access that power I mean you can totally your choice but there are also other ways as well to access that power um so it's a it's an epidemic and I'm on a mission to heal it (laughs) (laughs) that's I mean it's you're right I mean it sounds like you're being dramatic but you're not like it is it should not be a thing it's a serious crazy problem it's a serious problem um it's it's getting better though sorry it's getting better though slowly but surely yeah Yeah. um I'm gonna share a story now story time for me and I don't know if I've shared this with people that are close to me let alone on the podcast so story time vulnerable sharing yeah vulnerable sharing yeah so um I didn't take any initiative wasn't even interested at all in self-pleasure like not at all. Like didn't even, wouldn't even think about it. And even my husband, so he and I have been together for 10 years, longer, 11 years. Um, and he used to be like, aren't you curious? Like, don't you want to try? And like, it doesn't even cross. He's like, you've been home alone all day. <laughs> like, what are you, why? I'm like, I would rather watch like the office, oh my you know, God, you're so boring. I know that <laughs> like, it didn't even cross my mind until <laughs> until we were pregnant with my first and, um, our first son, we've got two boys. And, um, I took a course on, um, like labor on how to prep for labor, which I'm sure, you know, we could talk all day about. Um, it's amazing. Uh, the course that I took is incredible. And I've talked about it on this podcast multiple times, but anyway, one of the things that she recommends to do is to masturbate. And I was like, Oh, like this is something that oh my god you are such an a student I need to 
need to hurdle this, right? I'm like, well, I want the best for my baby. Oh my and like, God, I want my labor to be like really good. <laughs> so, so I, I went out and I like got a toy and like, I told my husband about it and he's like, yay. And like, at this oh point, God. I think I was like seven months pregnant. So like, it was not easy. There was a basketball. Yeah. On, you know what I mean? Like, it's like not an easy thing to do. But it was the first time that I did it because she was like, you know, you need um, to stimulate the area and it's really good for the organs. And like, that's how the baby got there. So like, you know, it's, that's the type of hormone to get the baby out and like all that kind of stuff. So anyways, (laughs) I just love like your A student approach. You're like, okay. It's on my to-do list. Someone, someone expert This is your homework. And you're like, I guess I better better start feeling good (laughs) (laughs) but like but it was like a it was kind of almost like a running joke with my husband and I because he's very healthy in that way and he's always been so supportive and so lovely with me and like and like another sort of side note story I um uh when I was oh god I think I was like 19 18 and I had had two partners before my husband, like two relationships that were like high school, like not that great. And then of course my husband, he's amazing. And so I went to this, this uh, Fantasia party and I was so green, right? Like I was just like, oh, I don't know any of this. And like, it was all like 30, 40 year old women. Were you there? Did you go to this? I, it's Michelle's birthday party. Yeah, but I was late. Okay. So like I missed everything. Okay. Right. I remember this. Yeah. So they're like going through all the toys and like the women are like, oh, like they're like all into these like different vibrators and stuff. And I'm like, like there was like <laughs> one at the end, it's like this hundred dollar vibrator. And it's like the bunny one that was like on sex in the city it was like a famous vibrator. Anyway, so they're bringing out that one, da, da, da. And so then the the host, the woman that's hosting the party, she, um, like the the saleswoman, she'll, she brings you into a room privately so you can make a private sale. And so I went in and she's like, so like, which ones are you interested in? And I was like, I've never had an orgasm. And she was like, stop right now. And so she started like giving me things. Like, she's like, you don't have to buy a thing from me today. This is, you're just going to take this. You're going to play with this. Here's some stuff. She was like, she's just, doing God's work right there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's like, go learn. I was like, great. And so I didn't feel confident to do anything on my own, but I experimented with my boyfriend at the time, now husband. And so he worked with me and it took months, like months of us like tweaking and changing things and like learning together but he he helped me figure it out and we got there but it took I think it took like three months for me Mm. to finally get into a place where I felt comfortable to let that energy out you know but like this is what I mean I was fortunate in that I had a partner that was like we're gonna do this like he was like googling like he's like we're gonna figure this out this is our mission like he was (laughs) my champion, you know, cause I wasn't even as like, I'm like, yeah, you know, we'll get that. and he's like, no, you we're doing this. He's like, you don't know what you're missing out on. I'm like, apparently not. <laughs> so, but like, well, there are so many women who aren't as lucky as me to have that someone that's now. that. I know you haven't heard any, she didn't hear any of this no, stuff. I'm not a sexual, like, I don't talk about this stuff. No, so. I know. But like, what I'm saying is it, it's making sense why there's not a, a drive for women to pursue it. Because if you've never experienced it, you don't know what you're missing. So like, yeah. But if you're four years old and you find a back massager, you know what you're missing. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Like, exactly. It's so true though. Like, why would you pursue something if you have no idea what, 
what you're missing, right? Yeah. Unless you're just like, yeah. you discover it on your own that, oh, there's something that people are talking about and I haven't experienced yet. I'd like to. Right. There's that route. But it's it's been so demonized though, right? right? Like in our culture, it's so taboo. It's so like skanky, you know? And it's mm. like, that's not it at all. It's divine yeah. feminine energy. Like it's like completely flipped on its head, obviously for me. And I think yeah. I was, when I was pregnant with George, I was 27. So like, that's how long. And it wasn't <laughs> until someone put it in writing, like, this is your homework that I was like... <laughs> okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Only when it becomes homework. (laughs) That's how conditioned I've been. Oh my God. I'm an A student, right? Okay. Well, any woman that's woman that's listening, it is now officially your homework. (laughs) Maybe since we've assigned it. Yeah. You will feel like you should do it. You're allowed to that. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. That's so funny. Crazy, right? That is first of all, amazing. I'm so glad that you did finally have one it is such a paradigm shifter and like you were so right Sam about like it you don't know what you're missing out on and I love this term of way shower yeah like you're showing a different way of being like oh have you ever considered this way of doing things or being in the world it doesn't have to be this cookie cutter what what society and culture tells you to do um and it does help with labor (laughs) and uh, she was very much right. Um, And it is totally common because you have to consider that we were an egg in our mother who was a fetus in our grandmother's Mm -hmm. womb when their grandmother was pregnant and you multiply that. So you, if you have a generation upon generation of women who have never had an orgasm, have never had that area fully stimulated, had all that blood flow down there, had you know those muscles released in your pelvic floor um it's gonna you're like undoing potentially hundreds of years of stagnancy in those emotions it's like doing yoga you know you're breaking up that fascia and so it take it can take months like in your experience um to heal that it takes time sometimes um so it's just revolutionary finally heal it um and experience it it's yeah and that woman was doing god's work giving you those (laughs) vibrators and actually like i don't recommend vibrators to women ever and i'm like a huge whatever the opposite of proponent is but um against vibrators because they can desensitize you over time and it's like no man can live up to a vibrator Right. And a lot of women have trouble orgasming with their partner right. because they've only orgasmed with vibrators before. Right. Um, and so I recommend crystal wands yeah. um, and specifically yoni eggs in the beginning when you're just trying to wake up that area, wake up those muscles. Yeah. Um, but yoni wands are great because they're crystal and right. crystals are imbued with certain energies, different right. types. So um, they're, it's like an extra layer of healing. Um, but it's just, you're, it's like, you're missing out on a whole facet of what it means to be human. Right. And there has been such a demonization, particularly for women, but in general for humans right. of this dis- disconnection from our bodies. Um, 
because that is where, like I said, our power lies, where our feelings are, where our emotions are. Um, and when you're able to access that, you're able to access literally a totally different dimension of reality. Right. Um, and even if you look at just the major religions of the world, there's this huge emphasis on sexuality being bad mm-hmm. and a sin. Um, but it is actually a way for you to commune with the divine, to commune right. with God. It's that l- unconditional, blissful, loving energy that you feel mm-hmm. when you're in nature, when you have your first kiss, when you have your child and see your child for the first time. Um, and it can be used for that specific purpose to connect deeper to the divine or with your partner mm-hmm. who is a facet of the divine too. So right. that's why I talk so much about sacred sex right. and having very intentional, beautiful sex. And um, instead of just having sex just to get a need met right. or to get off. Right. Um, yeah, sacred sex is the way to go. And like, there's different types of orgasms. Like, it's amazing. You have vaginal, you have clitoral, you have cervical, you have G spot, you can even have breast orgasms. Um, and so all of these I like to explain are like different archetypes of womanhood like clitoral orgasms are very much tied to the maiden archetype in Jungian psychology Mm -hmm. because it's very quick and easy and it's like Mm -hmm. fresh and youthful Um, and vaginal is like the mother archetype those types of orgasms because that is literally the portal that you birth children through Mm -hmm. Um, and then next level is g-spot which I like to akin to the wild woman archetype Um, And that's actually the main portal through which you can access squirting, which is like female ejaculate essentially. Um, And then from there, my, the like creme de la creme, the ultimate is cervical orgasms, um, which are just like next level. It's just, yeah, you have to have one if you haven't already. (laughs) But um, our cervix is naturally armored like it's very tight and compressed. And that's the, that's part of the birth canal and the entrance to our actual uterus. Um, and so that's why I preach so much about de-armoring your vagina, de-armoring your cervix, um, because it is next level. And it also helps with birth. Um, it helps with just your hip functioning in general, your pelvic floor, but, um, yeah, cervical orgasms are just unlike anything you've ever felt so highly recommend exploring that listening yet (laughs) (laughs) she said squirting I'm like he's out (laughs) (laughs) maybe not he's dying now he's made him turn red I know he's probably (laughs) this one right away like oh my god you guys stop (laughs) saying my name on your sexual podcast (laughs) (laughs) I love that though like (laughs) that was so educational yeah like so much education happening right now I know I know like, I'm you gotta, right there's got to be whatever you know listeners they're googling I'm they got to be googling, googling right now. we're gonna be googling tonight yeah oh my god how do I how does this work yes and I have so many posts on my Instagram too about all these subjects like in depth so yeah. there's also that and blog posts and stuff um yeah you can never talk enough about it it's no. so important oh my god I'm just like and you're just like a better happier person 
but it's also so good for your health, for your immune system, mental health, obviously. Um, But just physiologically, it also keeps us looking younger, longer. And particularly when you extend that, get to give an orgasm as like um, a bell curve, right? Mm -hmm. You go up and then you come down. But the longer you spend working up and almost like that crescendo to that almost plateau, that's where the most physiological benefits are. Right. So uh, if you can extend it, and in particular, cervical orgasms are like the longest and most extensive type of orgasm, but it takes a lot of energy and time and attention to get there. Right. It's like, if this is your cervix and this is the wand or the penis, it's like continually pressing right. on that cervix over and over and over again until she eventually relaxes and really no, she's coming up. and that's when you have that beautiful earth shattering orgasm yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm just talking about erotica on this I know. just write erotica well and our listeners can't see what you just did so well they can imagine yeah yeah, yeah. Not, that, not that what she did was no like, this yeah. is the whole point this is the whole point we're supposed to be able to open the floor to this yes. dialogue unapologetically Listen up, ladies. Yeah. If you thought there was only one type of orgasm, you were wrong. Yeah. Yes. We well, are powerful yeah. witch goddesses, and this is awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> can't say, you know, this is a taboo topic and then not talk about what's taboo. Right. Right? Like, that's only that's only going part of the way. We're, well, and that's just, it's perpetuating yeah. that it's taboo. It shouldn't be. Right. Like, enough. Yeah. Enough yeah. of muting us. We will not be silenced. Mm. Uh, I have to tell you... a story. You have to tell a story? Yeah, remember? No. Yes, you do. What story? Just tell it. Okay. So I have come to a... Oh, this is a good one. <gasps> I'm so excited. So I guess unlike you, I have had like more of an open yeah, sexual... I don't know relationship with myself I guess yes I could say I don't know what the terms are but anyways I have it's so interesting because you're more shy yes you're more introverted isn't that yes. such a paradox <laughs> I guess I guess so but I think it, it is because I'm so introspective like I spend so much time with myself Exploring. so yeah. it's like yeah I I'm comfortable with myself like it's not I'm not I, I'm I naturally go inside Mm-hmm. and not outside like I'd much rather really inside than than other people right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I guess that's what this leads to um so within the last I don't know what two months yeah maybe longer I have had <laughs> I love it it's so cool and so weird so what I've I think I've always had it but I've just started to notice it now I can be doing anything during the day, like watching, it happened yesterday. I was watching Harry Potter <laughs> and cause I was, okay, I'm on, I was on day one, right? And I was like, I just want like a blanket and Harry Potter and, and it was a beautiful day outside. So like I could have easily, but no, I was like retreat inside, gonna watch Harry Potter with a blanket and a cup of tea. And so I'm watching Harry Potter and it's this, it's the first um, movie. And so it's when Harry 
goes to Diagon Alley, like the, the gate opens and it's just like, he's exposed to all this magic. And so I had this thought in my head, you know, magic is real. Yeah. Like this is the thought I had, it's really weird, but I was like, like Santa Claus is real because all of these people believe in Santa. And so like every morning on Christmas morning, these kids experience experience Santa Santa, right and then like the night before like Santa is real I had that thought in my head and like super super friggin' random and as soon as I had that thought I received this little tap right like like on my clit like just (laughs) and it happens all the time like it happens when I'm like do I like this I love um doing home design do I like this green pillow or do I like this yellow pillow? And it'll go green. Like it helps with my decision-making and it's so clear. And so this is funny. I've come up with this phrase. It does not beat around the bush. It doesn't. It's not. It's not. I love that it's one too. It's one. I love it. One tap. That's it. It's not like it's like. No, it's not. It's a ping. It's a a ping. Like it's not, it's not aggressive. It's not, but it's enough for me to notice and make me laugh. I'm like, I'm watching Harry Potter, man. Like, leave me alone. I love that so much. Happens all the time. It's not like I can, I'm not turning it on either. Like, I'm just, I'm just like doing me. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm just happy really. Like, I'm just loving my life. Just living life. Yeah. And this is the result is the, I get, I get my own personal bell that tells me You're on the right track. if I like something yeah. or if I'm, if I'm right, like if I experience truth, like if somebody says something to me, like you're, um, you, you are limitless. Like the possibilities within you are limitless. If someone says that to me without me having to think about it it's just receiving that message that it'll go ping it's not it's not me being like oh yeah I am homeless that is not a part of the equation for me it's just receiving a message that I get like a confirmation I get a confirmation so this is a story but also um can you speak to this because (laughs) hell yes sister I, I am just like living for this story. <laughs> there is everything, everything about the components of this story that you just told are just giving me so much life. And I relate to you so much because first of all, I'm a huge Harry Potter nerd. <laughs> I've read every book at least 25 times. I stopped counting eventually 25 times. Wow. Yeah. So I know every detail, um, but also, you know, when you had that epiphany essentially yeah. about this connection between like the only thing that is real is people's belief and mm-hmm. that you create your own reality. So if you get enough people having the same common vision of like Santa Claus, it is so real and visceral for those people it's just like anything and it gets into the quantum type of stuff that we can talk about and like manifestation all that but um you essentially had a creative idea you're like what if this relates to this this makes so much sense 
and your body resonated. Mm -hmm. And I always say your womb is the seat of your intuition, not your gut. Mm. your vagina your clitoris your actual uterus womb space ovaries because we have this vagus nerve that goes from our brain all the way down through to our womb and yes we get that gut response but I feel like for a lot of women it's more so womb because it goes all the way down and that vagus nerve is what is in charge of regulating your nervous system um so but I even just talked about this the other day, like your body knows before your mind does. And if you can feel, if you can connect to the sensations, that is your intuition. Right. And I'm very clairvoyant and I see, and I'm very clairsentient, I feel. So I can feel and I can see when something is bullshit and not what it is actually represented as. And so it's like clairsentience like you can feel it in your body and that's your like intuition is like nope this is the right choice even before you physically mm. or not physically but mentally catch up your body knows and that is this there's a whole book on trauma called the body keeps the score because your body stores emotions even before you can even right. logically process it and sometimes it's trauma. Sometimes it's just a regular emotion or an idea that you have or a whim, a pillow that you want to pick. So I just, I love that so much. And it's more often than not, probably your intuition mm -hmm. directing you and guiding you, your body's intuition. Um, but even just like goosebumps, chills, I call them truth bumps because mm -hmm. I only feel that when something is so resonant mm -hmm. and familiar, whether it's a song mm -hmm. or a vision I'm seeing or something someone says, like a phrase, whatever. Yeah. So it's this embodied intuitive wisdom. And that is definitely what you were experiencing in that situation. And I love that Harry Potter spurred <laughs> that because there is so many layers to Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. So many layers. To There's Harry so Potter. many allegories. There's oh. just, it's so accurate too. It's deep. But, and it's literally what's happening in the world right now, by the way, but yeah. that's a whole other discussion. That's, true. that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> I mean, that's what's funny too about it is that whatever activity that I'm engaging in, I don't view it as being um, worthy of this very like <laughs> divine goddess talent I have right I'm watching Harry Potter here with a cup of like I'm not like and know, then thinking about Santa Claus right and then thinking about I'm not doing like I'm not in like deep meditation or like having right. um psychedelic psychedelic yeah. experiences I'm just like going through my day and Mickey will see that's what I said that's what I said when she was like in the very beginning of this podcast, when she was quoting that post of mine, like that orgasmic feeling, that intuitive body-based knowing and just going about the world from that space. Mm -hmm. That's just the way you live, you yeah. know, like it's just a natural state of being. It's not like you have to meditate to do that or blah, blah, blah. And you're like a perfect example of that embodiment. Yeah, clearly. Well. I hope that there are other people who have the same talent. <laughs> if they don't, I mean, you, you, you need more pleasure okay. in your life, apparently. I don't know. I don't. There's like claircognizance and it's like this knowing, right? It's different than clairvoyance and all that. So it's like you have clit cognizance. <laughs> it's like your clit just knows. It knows. 
before, before I know. We have to, we have to copyright that. Man, really, yeah, I'm going to trademark that right now. Trademark it. That's right. We got, we got to trademark it. Cognizance. I think that's the name of my next course, probably. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Quit oh Cognizance God. TM. You can be a guest on her. Oh my God. <laughs> this girl you won't believe it she has clit cognizance it is revolutionary people it's really funny well I think I'm worried about the time here I feel like zoom's gonna kick us off because I think they only give you like 90 minutes I don't even know how long we've been do they yeah like we Hmm. booked an hour but it's gonna kick us off so oh I don't want it to like abruptly kick us off I would rather have control over when we stop talking um (laughs) so Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I found this very educational. This is so educational. And enlightening and just delicious. Yeah. I knew it was going to be. Um, that's why I tried so mic. fast. I know. It did. Yeah. It just this flew by. Your last no podcast. Yeah. No, I would love to come back and keep okay. talking all the juiciness. And time flies when you're just like in flow, mm, when yeah. you're like present in the moment and especially in joy and in pleasure. And this was so pleasurable, so hilarious so fun <laughs> it was like the most joyful podcast I've been on oh, oh good I'm so, so glad fun. well you'll definitely have to come back because yeah I really do feel as though we just scratched the surface on all of this stuff I still have so many other notes and so many other things to talk about so we'll have to do a part two another time but I don't even know how to thank you for your time mm-hmm. today I'm just this was so much fun and I revealed some serious shit about yeah. myself today yeah we all did yeah, yeah, yeah yes. we all did. That's so true. Yeah, that's such a compliment to everybody here. <laughs> I know when you're in good company and like yeah. vulnerability is like contagious right. and it fosters intimacy. Like when one person's vulnerable, it like gives the other people permission. Exactly. To be vulnerable. Like yeah, you like that story. Well, I got quick cognizance. So, <laughs> what do you think about that? Okay, I am gonna wrap this up. So thank you again very, very much. Um, how do people find you? That's very, very important. Give us all of your yeah. all of your details. Yes, you can find me mostly every day on Instagram. So it's my handle is at Victoria Whitley with double Y at the end. Right. Um, and I post every day free content just like this. Mm-hmm. Um, just as juicy. And also on my website too, there's tons of blog posts, tons of information. Um, but Instagram is my MO. That's like where mm-hmm. I'm at most of the time where the energy is flowing all the time. So that's my favorite place to connect. If anyone's listening and wants to message me or has a question about anything, I love answering questions. So you can message me on there or on my website, victoriarichmond.com. Mm-hmm. And I would love to connect with you. And yeah. This is just so fun. I love so much fun. I hope people got something from it. And if you like, you know, it'd be really great. Like if you screenshot this episode and tag us both in it and mention something that (laughs) that really resonated with you, because this one was, um, it was, yeah, (laughs) there's lots of details in this, this delicious episode. Um, yeah. So yeah. Screenshot it, tag us, let us know what you thought. Um, but again, thank you so much for your time and, um, We'll sign off for now. Thank you guys for listening too. Thank you. Thank you. If this episode touched you or inspired you in any way, we would love to hear from you. Consider us your cheerleaders to your manifestation journey. Tell us your story. 
You can find us on Insta at Our Manifestation Journey or our website at ourmanifestationjourney.com where we share our resources so you can manifest your dream life. If something in this episode resonated with you, chances are it will with someone else too. So don't stop here. Let's continue the conversation. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram story. And don't forget to tag us. We would love to see your aha moments and incredible breakthroughs. You can also subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you again for sharing your time with us today. We so appreciate it. Wishing you a life of joy and abundance. The Pike Sisters. Sisters.